Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast, where the best in the business bring you the best in fitness, nutrition, wellness, and overall, making you the best athlete of all time. We're host Coach P and his fellow coaches, Kayla, Destiny, Jen, and Ian, take you on a path to greatness. Let's get on with our guest and let's have a great time. Let's roll. Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. Y'all, we are back this time for the first Coach's Corner since we've had Destiny on the staff. And so she's ready to rock and roll. She's ready to chime in. She's ready to play Super Smash Coach Bros. Let's get on with our topics today and ultimately get after it. Everyone say hi. Make some noise. Hello. Or don't make noise. God, you do that to me every time. What up, Ian? Say something. Hey, I was just waiting my turn. <laughs> while wow, is everyone's life going on you know kayla just had a major transition kayla where are you right now um i am in minneapolis minnesota do you miss florida um honestly no i don't <laughs> um i don't because sorry you're just <laughs> yeah sorry well i just really love the um the vibe up here it's just the air is so much cleaner crisper like where I live in Minneapolis, there's like it's you guys have been. It's like trendy. It's just a lot of fun. I'm my my place specifically is very walkable to a lot of things. So I'll, overall, believe it or not, I'm actually more active when I live up here. Wow, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Starbucks walks. Starbucks walks. Jen, how are you? We saw the little superhero in action this past week. Yeah, I'm good. Things are things are going awesome up here. It's warming up. Um, so as it's snowing where Kayla's at, she moved to the snow. <laughs> um, it's getting a lot warmer here in Ohio, which is amazing. It just like it helps my mood and it helps me be helps me be more active. Um, and Grayson, my son, he is he's just very active child. So it's fun to get outside with him, let him play in the dirt and explore like the outdoors um, has been so fun. And I cannot wait to just watch him like just grow this summer too just with all the cool stuff he can get into that's awesome i, I love the video of you with him walking for the first time and just seeing the expression on your face that's a that's a once in a lifetime thing <laughs> yeah it, it's so cool but it's but it's hard now because now he wants to walk everywhere but he can't quite do it on his own so he grabs my fingers and walks with me everywhere so i'm just doing laps in my house constantly so if anyone ever needs to get their neat up, get a child, that's definitely well. <laughs> that's like Coach Destiny, you've been with us how many months now? Uh, I started at the very beginning of February. Very beginning of February. You're two months in. How are you feeling? You feel like you're ingrained into the Evolve family. Yep, but still learning things every day. <laughs> There's a lot to learn about us, I'll tell you. <laughs> Destiny, how have you been? What have you been up to? You've been... Uh, nonstop enjoying the weather I've seen on, on your social media. Yeah, I live outside as much as possible. Um, especially, well, it's still nice before Florida turns into the eighth circle of hell in a few months. <laughs> uh, a lot of time on the water, especially being in Tampa, a lot of time by the pool, um, a lot of music, a lot of activity. I'm getting like 30,000 steps in every weekend at least. So just taking advantage of it. What do you do when it becomes the eighth circle of hell? Do you try to go up into the seventh? Uh, no, you just deal with it. <laughs> during the summer, so I don't, I don't always. It's not every weekend that we're out, but uh, everywhere in Florida has AC. So 
it's escapable. It's not like we're up north and uh, in Boston or something, and the apartments don't have central conditioning or anything. So, oh God, he buttons up a little bit during the summer. Now that is New York City, as I come to find out, which I thought was very interesting. I was like, wow, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, how you doing, man? We just finished a uh, a cool little IG live. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I was today years old when I realized that not every state has air conditioning, so that's interesting. Bye. <laughs> Especially it's like big cities of all places, you know? Because yeah, Kelly and I were walking downtown in New York City and walked into like a super prestigious furniture place, not furniture place, clothes place, because she wanted to look at summer clothing. No AC. I was like, what? This is insane. New York City, really expensive clothes, and I'm 90 degrees and sweating? This is not right. Ew, don't try any of them on. It would probably smell. So what I want to know is, what is everyone currently working towards? Let our audience know something that you personally are working after right now, whether it's routines, stress, trying to drink more protein or chicken. What have you been struggling with lately, Jen? Me? Oh, we'll start with me. All right. Um, I would say probably something I'm working on is having a bit of a routine. At least even if it's a small routine, um, that's something I have struggled with since Grayson's been born um, is just having a routine and finding a routine. So trying to find simple things of in the morning or in the evening and something I'm finding that I really like routine wise is once Grayson goes to bed is just like resetting my surroundings. Um, that's a big habit that I am starting and continuing is just like cleaning up everything that, you know, we we work through through the day. Um, that's the first step that I'm working on in routine, for sure. That's a good one, especially after everyone talking about setting intent lately, I think is a super important thing. Coach K. Yep. Well, I started a deficit three days ago. Do I look leaner yet? <laughs> you know, I was just going to tell you. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally fine. You don't have to be nice. No. Um, yeah. So I am really excited just to really dial in my nutrition and fitness when really that hasn't been a huge priority for me the last, I'd say like six months. Um, so I felt like I needed to take some steps back to take like more steps forward, to be honest. Um, you know, when you are doing training for your job and nutrition for your job, like it becomes like it just becomes one of those things that you have to do instead of get to do. And so that was like really taking a toll on me. And so I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what, like I finally, I had to do a lot of like, like healing and like other things and emotionally and, and mentally and stuff. And so I finally got to a point where I was like ready to like hire my own coaches again. Um, and so that's what, so that's what I'm doing. And I feel good about it. Like, I feel like this is correct. So, um, it's kind of cool. I had to, and, and a lot of coaches go through that where they're like, man, I don't really feel like checking in with a coach or like, I don't really feel like following a program. I just kind of want to do what feels good to my body. And I think like we have to go through those experiences and have those and, and, and learn from them. So that way we can take more steps forward. So that's what I've been working on. That's really good to hear, Kayla. Glad to hear that. Destiny. Uh, I am also in a deficit. I started a little more than three days ago. Um, started at the beginning of March. So just trying to get a little shreddy for summer. Uh, got some 
trips coming up want to look good for. So it's just kind of been a balance of making sure that I'm still prioritizing my food around my training and recovery, um, trying to keep as much muscle as possible. Um, luckily, cardio is still pretty low, but just building that more into my routine and figuring out how I can make it productive and pass the time. So just shifting of the lifestyles and the mindset, um, kind of similar to Kayla. I was at a point where I'm just like, all right, I'm kind of fed up with feeling full all the time and um, just like different aspects that kind of come with a building season. It can get a little little boring, but the dieting is the exciting part. That's what everyone wants to work towards. Um, so I was in a pretty structured um, building phase for about 10 months. And I was like, all right, I'm chopping at the bit to cut down. It's been going really well so far. It's been the past four weeks. Haven't had any cardio or dietary changes and still losing inches and uh, dropping pounds. So Wow, that's good. You want to know how I knew it was time to cut? When a button broke on my pants. So I, I think it's time to start the process. <laughs> um, so yeah, you all, you all can look fantastic as still your ways to see it and body recomping like my athletes do. No, I can't fit in my Lululemons no more. It's time to cut. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with you. <laughs> Chris, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> I'm seeing a counselor. I'm working on everything as no, I'm just kidding. Um, biggest thing right now is just kind of transitioning into the working from home full time and figuring that out, figuring out the routines, um, giving myself a lot of like finding that balance between like being structured with things, but also giving myself some wiggle room. And I think more so just productive with my downtime and learning that like for me, like, hey, like, it actually is productive to go and read a book for 30 minutes. That's not like a waste of time or to go to the park or to sit down in prayer and meditation and stuff like that. I'm like, that's actually probably one of the most productive things I could do with my time. So kind of learning that for myself because it's for the last couple of years, it's just been like, what are the things I can get done in the day? Like that's what productivity is for me. So learning that like, hey, like I do more or less want to keep like, not a crazy long uh, work schedule, but with the downtime, like kind of factoring in, like what are the other things I should be doing? So that's good, my man. Yeah. Awesome, Destiny. Your your browser is having issues. Be sure to take a look at what I'm typing to you. <laughs> yeah, join from your phone as soon as you possibly can. Okay. Um, sorry, you guys. Uh, I've never seen that before. That's never happened. Um, we've never had five people on the same time before, but don't worry. She'll be back. I'll piece everything together. It's a lot of fun. Anyways, I'll edit all that out. All right. Now to the main event. All right. Why can't people lose weight? And I, I want you guys to be as raw as you possibly can. All right. I want you to be just all into it so that our athletes understand, you know, sometimes we got to be tough on people. And I think as coaches, sometimes we hover around that line, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I need to talk tough to them to actually get it through their heads that, hey, you might just not be tracking properly. You might be forgoing hundreds of calories and not knowing it if you're not comparing raw to cooked versions or if you're using weight versus volume ways of tracking. And I think that's something that we really, really need to discuss um, because in, I, I absolutely love everything we talk about with supplements and helping people with hormones, but I can't ignore the fact, but maybe it's just a foundational principle we're underlooking with some of these people that we're working with. 
Um, and so I want to dive deep into that today and be as raw as possible to get people to understand, hey, it might just be something small you're not doing right that has nothing to do with your cortisol or nothing to do with your testosterone. All right. So let's jump in. Jim, what are, what are some of the most frequent things that you've run into on what challenges people and why they might not be losing yeah, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, let's just start with tracking, right? Let's start with macros. Like that's kind of the first topic I think we need to touch on is are you consistently tracking and are you being consistent? Are you hitting macros six out of seven days every single week to the gram? And like when I say hit macros, like I, I mean like within five grams for protein and carbs, within two grams for fat. So are we that close? Um, and are you doing that every day? that is the biggest struggle I see when people aren't losing weight. That's where I go to first. If that is not happening, we have to clean that up before anything else can happen. Like, like you said, Chris, like, is it something deeper or is it just a consistency thing? Um, so that would be like where I usually start and making sure as people, are they hitting macros consistently every day? Right. And I can see, but it, it, it sucks because then, you know, what, what are your guys' experiences been when I have people that come back to me and say, but I have been tracking, I have been doing all of this. I'm just like, well, then why isn't it budging? It's like, you should be in a deficit by now with everything that we've been doing. What are some of the common flaws that you guys usually see in individuals tracking when they're using MyFitnessPal? Or what are the common errors you see when they're weighing out their food, Coach K? Um, not counting drink and like Starbucks add-ins. So I went to Starbucks yesterday and I was like, you know what I'm going to have because I can, I am going to have two pumps of like full calorie, like full sugar, like flavoring. And I was like, and then I put it in my fitness pal and it's like five grams a pump, five grams of carbs a pump. So like if you're getting like four pumps and you're like not tracking that kind of stuff, that can really, really add up. So drinks, um, even things like kombucha, even things that, um, still have some calories in them if you're not tracking those um even like taking into into account like the milk that you put in your coffee right the creamer um all of that so drinks i'd say are a big culprit i think that's huge like to combat like go off of what i said too kayla because here's the thing if you're five grams over on carbs but you didn't track your two pumps that you had in your coffee now you're 15 grams over so your thought of being five grams over, oh, that's within my macros. Perfect. Okay, wait, but you forgot those two pumps earlier, which then puts you over. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. And then do that five times a week. And then all of a sudden you've got this surplus of an extra 600, 700 calories that are unaccounted for. And then it makes yep. complete sense why you're not losing weight. Um, I, I find it too. And this was something that I was listening to other coaches talk about on another podcast is the difference between volumetric tracking and weighing out specifically. And so when you're using things like tablespoons and cups, yeah, that's fine. But a cup of rice is a hell of a lot different than 500 calories of rice. And so like, just, I just, I had to illustrate that today for students and they're like, oh my God, I'm, they're mind blown. I'm like, yes, don't make that mistake because if you're doing volume, you can be putting an extra thousand calories per day and not noticing. I think the, uh, example that this uh, the individuals were using were say like they claim that they were only consuming 1600 calories a day but because they were using volumetric ways of tracking their food they were actually consuming 2700 calories a day and so just that complete underestimation is like holy shit and jen i told you about my bad experience when i first started years ago over a decade ago where i didn't do the conversion from raw to cooked chicken and so and and the funny part was is i still got down to eight percent body fat 
but I was over consuming 800 calories a day in chicken. Just crazy. What I thought was 200 grams, I was eating like 250 grams of protein a day. <laughs> Kayla. Can you go over that? Sure. So for our audience to understand the difference between raw foods and cooked foods, the difference is so different because of the density of the cooked version in comparison to the raw version. So for example, what was it? I think it's four ounces of raw chicken is 20 grams of protein, but five ounces of cooked chicken is 40 grams of protein. And so it just shows you the caloric differences are vastly different between the two versions and why you must stay consistent with whichever version you're using when you're tracking your calories. And that is a big lesson that I've had to teach all of my athletes because it's it's super important that they understand the difference because people just take my fitness pal, click, look at the barcode and just go to town. And I think that's a big issue that a lot of people underestimate. Destiny, I know you have tons of experience being in the bodybuilding world specifically, and it has to be surgical accurate in order to make sure that you're doing what you're doing. What issues have you run into specifically in your sport that might cause uh, people issues with weight loss? A really big thing, especially in the competitive scene when everyone's trying to eliminate as many calories as possible is things that have artificials or uh, things like can't believe it's not butter or like the olive oil sprays. So the FDA allows um, food companies to round down anything that's under five calories. So if you take, I can't believe it's not butter, and they say that one serving is um, like a quarter second spray and that has zero calories, that's saying that in that spray, there is 0.4 grams of fat, which is under five calories. So it rounds down to zero. If you do that over and over again, for 0.4 grams of fat, you do that twice, that's one gram of fat, that's nine calories. You do that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like those calories yeah, add up, like no one's been the same thing. Kayla drinks it like candy when she's eating bread. <laughs> no, I used to. I used to. I used to spray it in my mouth too when I was eating hot. <laughs> what the hell? Why? <laughs> I was only plate disordered. I used to put it on crackers. I to... We'll unpack that later. <laughs> we'll have a talk. I'll call Rania. We'll, we'll all get together. All right? We're going to sit you in a room in the cushions. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a long time ago. But that, time that's ago. so funny that you bring that up because now when I recall my first experiences doing cuts for mock shows like that, oh, my God, I would literally spray the hell out of the pan with, with that stuff. And so for all I know, that was an extra 150 calories of, I can't believe it's not butter spray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My... So my husband told my mother-in-law that like, that's what we use, you know, for butter. So she will bake with it. She would open it and like bake, like pour it in a measuring cup and bake with it. And Adam was like, oh, there's no fat in here. It's like, oh my God. Wait, how much? 1200. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, now that we're all depressed, um, Ian, what, 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 what issues have you run into? You don't want the answers to. Destiny comes in with just the knock it out of the park, Jose Canseco style. <laughs> so I'll speak to maybe this, this might've been a better category for Jen, but I'm going to speak to all the moms or just all the parents out there. Um, finishing your kid's food, right? Like kind of on the topic, like we had at the very beginning, have a secret macros, right? 
It's like Jen's making a sandwich. Well, Grayson's not eating sandwiches right now, but <laughs> in a couple of years when Jen's making Grayson a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then she starts licking the spoon or he doesn't finish it and she finishes it for him, right? You do that enough times each day, each week, each month, et cetera. Like those little, those little secret things that like, oh, like how do I track the crust of a sandwich? Well, you don't, so you don't eat it. Oh, well. Again, in reality, like I think, I think there's degrees to which, like, where you want to get. Like, if I'm Destiny trying to get on stage, like, no, she's not finishing the crust of a sandwich. But again, if it's somebody who's like, all right, like, I just want to be generally leaner, but you still have to take that into account. If you're not seeing the results that you want, and you're always finishing your your kids or your family's foods for them, it adds up. I was thinking of the. Um, have you guys ever seen the the reel or the TikTok where it's like he has the food scale and he's got the Oreos and he just puts one Oreo on at a time because it's not heavy enough to register any weight? Yeah, so he's, he's puts, cheating the system. <laughs> and he puts one on and then eats it, puts another one on, eats it. It's like, oh, I wait it. There's nothing there. <laughs> so that's that might be where if you guys are weighing your food that way, then that might be an issue too. But I don't run into that one that often. <laughs> well, you can go ahead, Kayla. Sorry, I just I wanted to raise my hand. No, just just talk. Hear just it. just coming out, bring that out. Um, opening up the the pantry and opening up your snack and eating the the pretzels or the chips to figure out what you want to eat next. There was a meme, and it was like, you know, a serving of chips is ten chips. I have ten chip chips before I decide if I want to eat ten chips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh. that's that's the one. That's the one. I'm looking in the. You're looking in the cupboard, and you're like, "What do I want? What, what kind of snack do I want?" I, I think it also kind of falls on us too for not appropriately teaching people how to properly measure in the way when they use tablespoons. So, like the peanut butter example, it's like a, a heaping spoon of ta- of peanut butter is not a tablespoon. It is so depressing when you actually take a knife and slide off the extra and figure out that a little tablespoon of peanut butter is only like that big. And then when you put on the calories, it's like, that's 230 calories, two tablespoons? No, it's two tablespoons, 190 calories of peanut butter. Uh, and so, and just to see it, but you know, the more you get into it, you start to become a little bit more surgical with how you use it and spread it across the bread. So I find myself taking a little bit of butter from a knife and just like, coating it along the entire piece of bread to make it all the calories. But you see half of our athletes that come to us and they're taking heaping tablespoons. If I remember my mom when she made us peanut butter and Jay when I was a kid, holy crap, that the peanut butter was this thick and a sandwich this big. It's like that was probably five. They, oh, yeah, amazing. It was. I used to do triple-decker peanut butter sandwiches and wondered why, you know, why, why am I getting... Am I, am I, I don't know what I, well, at that point, it's hyperglycemia. You don't know that as a fifth grader when you're sitting in math class and you're trying to figure out why your hands are shaking as you're trying to solve 10 plus 10. I can't do it. All right. <laughs> Diabetes. Um, anyway, go ahead. 10 plus 10. Diabetes. Uh, why did, yeah, get back on a, a topic here um, <laughs> with uh, losing weight and stuff too, is I will have athletes say, okay, I did great this week. I tracked all my food but they didn't hit macros at all that week. And it's because they're tracking after they're consuming the food or they're just like, okay, I plugged my food in. I'm good. I tracked my food this week. No, like the whole purpose is to make sure that you're eating the way you're supposed to be within those numbers. So if you're really trying to lose weight and you really are trying to hit macros, 
you need to be tracking all your food before you're consuming it. That is a huge, like almost like must do when it comes to tracking macros. If you don't do that, how do you know if you're going to hit your macros? I won't know if I hit my macros. and I've been doing this for how long? If I just go about my day and track everything at night, right? Like that needs to be like a a non-negotiable if you need to, like if you're really trying to lose weight, you need to track all your food before you consume it. That's a big thing. I've actually- And I think, go ahead, Dustin, I'm sorry. uh, For some clients who I've seen like, all right, we're not, we're not even close or we're missing days. One of the goals that I've started to add to trainerize in the calendar is pre-tracking next day food. Did you do that or not? Yep. Yep. That's like, that needs to happen. <laughs> and I think we, we need to start looking at physical activity too, because I think people are becoming over-reliant on their aura rings and their Apple watches and they forget to disconnect it from their MyFitnessPal. They're just like, oh, but I, you know, got thousand calories worth of exercise today. And my fitness pal said, I still had 500 calories left over that I needed to eat. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're ruining the process. Uh, but it, it's a big deal because these are not the most accurate things in the world, one. And so people are overestimating the amount of energy expenditure that they're doing each and every day. And I think also causes issues that we have to educate our clients on. Um, and it becomes a really big issue when I, I mean, I have one athlete I know in particular who's going to fight me on it all the time. But she's like, but I do everything I need to do. I'm like, well, it ain't adding up. Sweets, we, we got to figure out what's really going on here. Um, and so what other issues have you guys found um, besides just tracking and everything else that could be a reason why people aren't losing weight? Um, I think. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, as fitness coaches, because um, I know a lot of coaches work with us and listen to this and um, we can get tied up in like, well, I train really, really, really hard and I'm training harder and more consistently than I have been. So why aren't things moving? But they're tied to their desks 24 seven and their daily average step count is very low. But we know we're smart enough. We know that NEAT, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis really makes up for a huge amount of our daily calorie burn. But we think we can bypass that or we're special, but we're not, we're the same. And so, I mean, me included, I remember when Chris and I were working together and I was like, just drop my calories 1300, like, just do it. I'm fine. I can do that. He was like, no, you need to move more. And I started moving more and it, it worked. And I was like, shit, he's right. <laughs> so, and like, these are things that like we know, but because we are more advanced, we think we are above and we're not. I actually had on one of my check-ins today, some uh, uh, athlete who's been kind of fighting me on the movement side of things. I just did like a little Google search to like show the TDEE chart. And I'm like, all right, look. And the chart that I had up, like, sure, maybe the percentages changed. But I'm like, 70% of your, your calorie burn for the day comes from your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. The next highest one, which on that chart was like 15%, comes from your knee. 10% comes from the thermic effect of food. And then only 5% comes from your training. So if you're going into the gym, like, and, and that's what I said in the check-in, I'm like, I don't like the workouts that I'm programming for you aren't designed to burn a million calories. They're designed to get you stronger so that we can increase your basal metabolic rate. Right. So that's where those kind of factor in. But I'm like the the next biggest category is just getting you moving more, being on your feet. Like even as I'm doing this podcast right now, like I've got my little standing desk. I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit. Like I'm burning way more calories than Chris is just sitting on his butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
get your needs up, bro. But yeah, I think that's the biggest one is just, again, kind of maybe on the um, other side of underestimating how many calories somebody's taking in, overestimating how many calories someone thinks they're burning because of technology and stuff like that. And that kind of false sense of like, well, my watch told me this. It's like, well, like it doesn't, it doesn't even have all the information. Like just because it has your height, weight, and age, there's very, there's a lot of other variables that go into like the calories you would burn at a certain activity. Another one I see a lot is lack of cardio effort. They're like, oh, I cardio. Thank you. Okay. You, you completed it, but did you do it? Were you on the Stairmaster and you're hanging on for dear life? Are you on the treadmill and you're on an incline and you're like grabbing onto the screen? Are you able to hold a full conversation while you're doing cardio? People are just going through the motions. And also one thing that um, I noticed, and I don't think this is, this isn't intuitive for a lot of people. And this is also a coaching thing as well, is you need to be progressively overloading your cardio the same way that you progressively overload your training. So if you want it to stay as low as possible, instead of your coach adding five minutes to every session every week, do be better. Um, increase your incline, increase your speed, increase your resistance. Like if you you can't do the same thing you've always done and expect different results. So if you're not progressively overloading your cardio yourself, your coach is just gonna have to give you more. So get your butt moving. I'm glad Destiny brought that up because that was my next point just on this resistance training side of things. And that's hard when you're an online coach because you can't be there to actually show them what full exertion means. Like, what does it mean to push your ass? Like, it's you have to lift hard. And I think people are afraid of, but I'm going to get hurt. Lift. You have to push yourself hard. You have to get underneath the barbell and there'll be a chance that you might not be able to get back up. Like, if you want that to be true failure on that set. And I think just so many people, it's hard to teach that unless you're there with them as a coach in person, showing them what it means to fully exert that effort. So that when we prescribe 85 to 90% of a one RM for sets of three sets of five, that's supposed to be three sets of hard five reps, not three sets up, down, up, down, up, down, done. No, that's, that's probably not the intensity we were looking for. That's actually going to send adaptation. And I guarantee you that's at least 50% of my roster's issue right now is getting them to that point where they understand this is what it means to lift heavy compared to this is just going through the motions with technique. It's hard to do. Yeah, they've never also potentially also never been told to lift heavier. Like no one's ever said, hey, you're not lifting heavy enough. Hey, that's why you're not progressing. Like you think of losing weight, weight, you automatically go to calories. Oh, what am I eating? What am I eating? It's not the movement. It's not the training side of things. It's not the strength training side of of the whole package. So yeah, lifting heavy. And even when you're in a deficit, like workouts don't change too much. <laughs> like you don't need this brand new training protocol when you're in a deficit trying to lose weight. Like you still need to lift just as heavy no matter what phase you're in. Yep. I agree 100%. There's that myth that when you start to diet, it's like, oh, I got to do low weight, high volume, like pump workouts. And what what I like to say is what built the muscle is what's going to keep the muscle. And you need to keep that muscle around because muscle is metabolically expensive and it requires calories to be fed. So when you're taking in less than you need, your body says, all right, where can I immediately cut off the most amount of calories so I can continue keeping my energy up. And first thing that's going to go is muscle. So if you're not sending your body that signal of, 
hey, I'm going to be put up to this challenge every few days or every week or whatever your body part frequency is, your body's going to get rid of that because it doesn't think it needs it and it's expensive and you don't have enough resources coming in to fuel it. Yeah. And that's one surefire way just to look worse is to not train hard enough, honestly. Let's shift gears a little bit now. Sleep and stress. Sleep and stress. How many of your athletes stress? All of them. Well, we all do. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot, I have stressors. We all have stressors. (laughs) So what do you usually find? Now, I could talk about sleep all day, all right? But what do you guys find when it comes to your athletes and where they struggle when it comes to their recovery? I think in regards to sleep, right? Like, obviously, there's the internal adaptation of not getting enough sleep, but think of it just from the same point, like, okay, like the, the things we were just talking about, like training, like if I get a bad night's sleep, I'm not going to be very apt to go to the gym and train very hard. I'm going to go through the motions. I'm just going to lift a little bit lighter. I'm not going to go very hard on my cardio. So that right there, I do that consistently enough that I'm missing out on the gains from the gym and that's going to affect my long-term weight loss. And then even on the nutrition side of things, like I know for me, if I don't get a good night's sleep, I don't make the best decisions just in general during the day. Like my, my decision-making is inhibited. So at that point, when I've had a, a five-hour night's sleep and it's like time to have lunch, I'm like, oh, do I want to have my lean protein and veggies? I'm like, no, like I'm going to get the pizza rolls that are in the, in the freezer and toss them in the air fryer, right? Like, so making sure, like just from those two standpoints, so we can make better decisions, train a little bit harder, like get your sleep, listen to Coach Chris. I'm going to play devil's advocate just because I'm a mom. And if there's moms listening to this, you might be in this boat. If you are a new mom who is not getting sleep, do not let that deter you away from taking care of yourself. Oh, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm not going to go to the gym because I'm not going to gain muscle. Or, oh, I was up, you know, five times at night. Like, oh, that's just my life right now. I'm going to have to wait until my kid sleeps through the night to be able to focus on myself. If you aren't getting sleep and it's not in your control do not stress about it. Try to go to bed a little bit earlier or try to, you know, have a little bit of an evening routine to yourself where you can at least calm yourself down and get used to the idea of, hey, I might not be getting good sleep and don't cause stress over it. That's like kind of like just from my personal experience is I used to stress so much about not getting sleep that I found myself more stressed throughout the day, which then made my sleep even worse when I could get sleep. (laughs) So like if you're a new mom and you're in that boat where it's like, oh, well, oh, well, like I just am going to wait it out. Like don't just still focus on what you can focus on and don't get stressed about the sleep aspect of it. Just had to throw that 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 little that little thing in there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, too, like in those situations, it's then also a shift of like what's realistic right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you're in a season of your life where you have new kids and stuff like that that are a job that's kind of messing with your sleep schedule like are you going to be up on stage with destiny no i'm not talking like specifically to you (laughs) any mom or any dad like we might need to tailor the goals a little bit differently like hey like maybe we're not going to get super super lean that doesn't mean we can't lose weight that doesn't mean we can't put on muscle but the degree to which when those things are inhibited is is definitely going to be a factor Kayla, do you have anything on stress you would like to share? Um, yeah, I think like stressing about stressing 
right? Or they can actually make things a lot worse. Why am I not progressing? Why am I not the scales are going down? Why me? Why this? Why that? Literally, you're making it worse on yourself. And and if you're so focused on the, this is kind of corny, but it's corny for a reason. If you're focused on the destination constantly and you're not focusing, just like making sure that your day is the best that you can make it, and you're focusing on the process, if you're focused on the process, you're actually going to do better. Studies have shown that if you focus on the process, you will actually hit your goals and keep them. And so if we're so, so focused on the result to the point where it stresses us out even more, you're really just like reversing that and you're not getting anywhere. So um, that's also just like one big thing for stress because we all have stress. We're never not going to have stress. Like you can't not stress. You just have to manage it. That's it. Yep. I 100% agree. As we start to wind down, you guys, now let's go around. How can we help people lose weight? What are some of the best things that we can tell our athletes, our audience, individuals who need help? How can we help them get on the the right track? I think the first thing is awareness that weekends also count. I think that's a big thing that mostly a lot of individuals, because when you look at people, they're really good Monday through Friday. But then as soon as you get to Friday night, all right. And then Saturday and Sunday, all of a sudden, everything goes out the window. I've got a couple athletes like that. They are perfect on trainer eyes Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday hits. And it's like, whoa, where where'd all these Mai Tais come from? <laughs> like every single time. Um, it's, and it's just enough calories to undo everything that they did during the week. And so and I think that's a first step as far as being aware that every day counts. What would be your biggest ones, Jen? Um, I would say giving it time. That's a big theme is let it do, let the deficit work and don't try to rush the process. Um, everyone's going to respond differently in a different amount of time. So just because you saw Susie over here losing all this weight in a month, doesn't mean your body's going to respond that way. So biggest way that like to always keep in mind is if you're hitting your protocols, you're doing what your coach wants you to do you're giving it your all, let time kind of run its course and be okay with the fact it's going to take time. Coach K. Well, you mentioned weight loss. And I think the big thing to think about is like, is the number on the scale your most important thing? And if it is not, then don't, why are you focusing on it, right? If you ultimately really just want to look better, feel good, feel good in your clothes and like look lean, the scale might is not going to tell the whole story. The scale can be actually the same, um, if not maybe up even higher and you can look completely different. And so I think like having that expectation with yourself of like, okay, um, I'm not losing weight. I'm not losing weight. Well, I'm like, is that your only measure of progression? Is it the only thing that you care about? Again, that's stressing about stressing, right? So if the if the I understand you know what your body looks might look like at a certain number. I get it. I'm the same way. I understand that seeing a certain number on the scale is scary. I get it. I'm the same way. But I also know that it is like one small piece of the puzzle. And I just have like realistic expectations on that. And if you are somebody who has dieted and has a really big history of really limiting yourself and low caloric restriction for a long time, I mean, your weight loss is going to be like really, really hard because your body is just trying to chill there. So I know we've talked about reverse dieting. I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent. No, I'm glad you did because I was going to go that way if you didn't. Yeah. 
reverse dieting might be the move for you instead of cutting calories, right? Because if you're coming to us eating 1,000 calories, like, where are we going to go? 500? No, like, that's just not, that's, nobody Nobody can survive like that. So um, I think that's just important to think about. Okay, one, is weight loss your main focus? Is that your only means of progression? Number two, um, you know, is a fat loss space even correct for you at the at this point in time, given your dieting history? So that's my, my biggest thing to take home. Destiny. Something I've seen a lot lately is people um, having an all or nothing mentality and not realizing that just doing something yeah. better than doing nothing. Um, and that can be in regards to getting your cardio in, getting your steps in, getting your water in, getting your sleep, like, all of those things factor into it. But also one thing that I really wanted to touch on um, now that summer's coming up and people are going to be traveling a lot is um, eating out and just trying your best to make fitness and dieting a part of your lifestyle. If you are in a fat loss phase while you're on the road, um, going to a local burger joint that might not be in my fitness pal, instead of saying, I'm not going to track anything because this isn't on here. How about I add a burger patty and I add like a side of McDonald's fries and a burger bun and a slice of cheese. Sure, it's not 100%, but it's better than nothing and it's probably not too far off. So just not allowing life to get in the way to the point where you're not doing anything and then you're set so far back that the either regression or lack of progress has just become in your mind so insurmountable that you don't even want to continue anymore. Puff fat. Yo, E. Hey, um, I think the one we, I don't think we've touched on this one yet, but your food quality. Um, like I've seen people who are hitting their macros, but they're living off of packaged stuff and like the, the, that, the healthy protein snacks and stuff like that. It's like, yes, hitting your macros is like a foundational thing. Like I was put, I'm sure if we were all to put like our nutritional, like the, nutritional pyramid of success we would have quantity down there at the bottom as the foundation but i would also say quality as well um the foods that you eat do matter like if you're eating like low vitamin and mineral dense foods yeah you might be hitting your numbers but you're not fueling your body properly and again that's going to come back to i might hit my macros eating snicker bars and mcdonald's if i'm a freaking magician we'll just say i did it but how am I going to train living off of those types of foods? How am I going to sleep? How am I going to recover? How's my digestion going to be? Like all those different things that also play a factor in weight loss and body composition. Very well said, Ian. Awesome, you guys. Ultimately, just teaching, and I think Kayla said it well, paying attention to what you're doing each and every day as your priority and the little things. The little things matter. They matter in weight loss. They matter in strength training. They matter in relationships. They matter in absolutely everything. It's the way the world goes around. If anyone had any closing thoughts for messages for the world as far as how to be successful, what would they be as we close out here? Go, Jen. To uh, you are stronger than you think you are in terms of like things are going to get hard, deficits are going to get hard, but just stay focused and it, it'll it'll work if you just don't give up. Okay. I said this to someone on a consult call the other day, and she's probably going to listen and be like, man, that was about me, but that's okay. She's a good sport. Um, she was like, man, it's I'm just really frustrated with where I'm at, like physically, and I just like hate the, like, 
really don't like where I'm at um, with my body composition. And then we talked about tracking. She's like, it's just so annoying to track. And I was like, okay, so yes, I understand it's annoying to track, but what's more annoying, tracking or like not being where you want to be? And she immediately was like, yeah, you're so right. So it's all hard if nothing is easy in life ever. Um, but yeah, it's all hard. And the corny saying, choose your heart is, is it's corny, but it's for a reason because it's hard to be stuck in a body that you're not maybe super proud of. Um, but it's, and it's also hard to make sacrifices with your nutrition and your training. And uh, it's hard to explain that to friends and family who don't understand. And it's hard to go get your steps in when you don't want to. But I think it's even harder to just ultimately just be super unhappy with yourself. Destiny. Um, Mine would be be honest with yourself. Um, If you get frustrated about where you're at, ask yourself, am I actually doing all these things that I'm telling myself that I'm doing? Am I actually tracking every bite of food that goes in my mouth? Am I actually hitting my steps? Am I actually doing my cardio and my training to the best of my ability? Um, instead of just um, some coaches that I, or some some athletes that I feel like sometimes they hire you and they get a plan and they're like, all right, where's my results? That, that's not how it works. Never. The plan only works that you do. So just be honest with yourself. Um, if you're really dotting your teeth, crossing your eyes, have you really done everything that you can do and now you're not seeing progress? Or are there still some areas that you can level up and continue to show up for yourself? Hey. I'm going to take the title of uh, Destiny's Tribe Call for tonight and make success non-negotiable, <laughs> right? Like, whether, like you might have, you're busy, you're stressed, you've got a family, you've got a newborn, you've got a long commute, the gym is busy, it's expensive, foods are like, there's a million reasons why you couldn't achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in this specific podcast, weight loss, but anything in general, fill in the blank. Like there's a million reasons why you can't do it, but make that, make the success non-negotiable. It's like you're, if you want it, you're going to figure it out. And I know that's kind of like the cliche, like, oh, that's easy for you to say. It's like, no, like there's people who have been in your situation, like whatever it is, like whenever an athlete comes to me with some kind of problem or issue, it's like, hey, like, not to discredit what you're going through, but somebody else has gone through that and they've seen success. So why can't you, right? Like your our problems, I would say very rarely is somebody going to have a problem that's like an original, like I've never seen this before. Like ask chat GPT, how do you, how do you solve this? Ask Google, right? Like, and somebody has gone through it, they've persevered and they've reached their goal through that. Well said, team. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value today. As always, we appreciate your time. For all things Evolved, please be sure to check out all of our social media pages. Drop us a like. Drop us a review. Keep listening to the outro for more information. And we'll see you next week. Tune in because we've got a very special guest on the way. This has been the Evolved team, and we'll see you in the next one. We're out. If you like today's episode, please be sure to drop a like, share it with all your friends, and give us a great review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to work with the best in the business, please be sure to head over to all of our social media web pages at Evolve Health and Performance. Us at Evolve are trying to make you the best athlete of all time and realize your full potential. Stay tuned for all future episodes where we bring you the best guests and features for everything health, fitness, and wellness. For everything Evolve, stay tuned. Coach P's out.